Hi, I'm Kelly Ryle, and I'd like to invite you to join me and my psychedelic sidekick, Dr. Gonzo, on a musical exploration on, and this one's introduced by, on community radio station 3CR. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Guitarist Kenny Ryle composes music for theatre, film, dance and performance with, amongst other collaborators, the Melbourne Theatre Company. Kelly is also a member of High Pass Filter, an electro-dub outfit who formed in Melbourne in 1995. Built initially on a love of Jamaican dub rhythms and techniques, the High Pass Filter sound fuses live instruments with the cut-and-paste stylings of dance technology, resulting in what could be loosely described as a dub-electronic-rock hybrid. Over the years, the band have toured with everyone from Fogazzi, Lee Scratch Perry and Mad Professor to Tortoise, Blues Explosion and the Beastie Boys. Nice coordinated outfit is a journey through history to a time before the internet and social media and before inner city gentrification when Fitzroy was the beating heart of Australia's avant-garde music and culture. Musically, it showcases the band's incredible range, from deep minimal dub to bizarre electronica, with elements of shoegaze and experimental noise. Kelly Ryle joins Dr Gonzo to present a selection from the retrospective double album Nice Coordinated Outfit on, and this one's introduced by, on Community Radio 3CR. Hello there, my name is Kelly Ryle and I am the guitarist from the band High Pass Filter. High Pass Filter began back in the mid-90s when Brian May, who was a, a performer, a trumpet player and a modular synthesist from around Melbourne, who decided he wanted to pull together a group of musicians to perform dub music in a live situation. He uh, tracked down uh, myself to play guitar, Anthony Payne to play bass guitar, Larry DeZota to play drums. And we uh, started rehearsing. We didn't really know exactly what our outcome was going to be other than that we were going to play dub-based grooves in a live situation. And we also employed a uh, an amazing engineer, Paul Scott, who brought along his tape echoes and delays and reverbs so that when we would perform our music live, he would be able to sort of add the dub effects um, in the live rooms. Early on, we played a few places around town. We played at the Prince Patrick on Victoria Street. Um, we played at the Empress uh, in North Fitzroy and uh, at the Punters Club. And as we moved along and learnt what we were playing, we um, ended up bringing in two other musicians who became integral to the band, James Wilkinson, who played trombone, and Ben Green, who uh, was on turntables and vocals. During that time in Fitzroy, there was uh, the live scene along Brunswick Street was so uh, full of um, incredible sounds and music and bands, and um, 
Punters Club would run a Wednesday night residency, which was sort of where we sort of, I guess, honed some of our musicianships and uh, learnt some of our tracks um, and how they would play live and, and be recorded. The the Punters Club also uh, had a relationship with someone who had a, um, Dave Nelson, who had a mobile studio. He would bring it into the Punters Club to record shows. And the first few tracks that we recorded, we recorded via these uh, Punters Club shows. As a band would rehearse and create our music as we rehearsed, we were all equal uh, in terms of the elements that we would bring to the songs. And often they would be moments within a song that we would then extrapolate in a live situation. And so a three-minute song that we might rehearse might become a 10-minute song in a live situation. So when we came to um, putting the record together, uh, it was always going to be about finding the songs uh, that would work both in a record situation and in a live situation. This uh, record that's come, just coming out now, uh, Nice Coordinated Outfit, was the brainchild of Kurt Paradise from La Supa Records. He approached me um, just before the pandemic with the idea of putting out a compilation record of um, bits and pieces from over our, the history of the band. So some stuff was recorded live um, that never made it to records or never made it digitally. And so we sort of gave the reins over to him and just gave him our archive and asked him to basically uh, sort through and sort of make sense of all the varying bits from our sort of archive. So some live recorded 20 minute tracks, some of the remixes that we made. And uh, it was it was a great experience, basically having him sort of curate our songs. And he gave back a few different sort of playlists to us and we listened to them and we worked out which was basically the best way over to... to um, we also knew it was going to be a double album, so we knew that it was going to be something that people would have to get up from their seats and turn the record over and listen to the next side, which I find uh, incredibly joyous, sort of curating a record like that. So what we will do today is go through... The, the album has 17 tracks on it, so the idea will be to... I will choose 10 tracks um, that I think sort of best... Uh, identify us as a band um, or identify the sort of output that we had both as a band and as uh, what we were remixed by others. So the first track I want to uh, introduce today is called ESN. Uh, Side note, all of our song titles were um, named by our drummer. We kind of called him the random name generator. We would play a song and we'd go, right, Larry, what's this name? And he would literally just come up with a title off the top of his head and pretty much they always stuck. So this track was called ESN. It was recorded live at the Punters Club, um, I think around about 96 or 97. Um, It ended up being on our first uh, single that we put out. We had a double single, which was uh, had a track called Skint on one side and ESN on the other. And I think ESN pretty much typifies our general sound at the beginning when we first started out. Um, long form, improvised, um, with a guitar melody, sort of uh, aspects of dub and effects. And um, yeah, I think it pretty much encapsulates the very early period of, uh, of our band very well. And it was on a vinyl single. Um, we ended up uh, getting a lot of shows on the back of this single. I remember we toured with both um, Fagazi and the Beastie Boys early on and both of those hours came about from hearing this track 
um, ESN. So I would like to introduce ESN.
The next track I would like to introduce uh, is called Meep. And again, it was from our random name generator, Larry DeZota. We, uh, I guess, towards the 2000s decided that we wanted to put out uh, an album, uh, a studio, studio album, as our first record was recorded in a basement in Fitzroy with sort of cobbled together equipment. We really uh, sort of decided that we wanted to make a studio record. So we went into ABC Studios with amazing engineer, producer, and now relatively famous Grammy winner, Grammy winning producer, Francois Titaz, who um, uh, we'd known from mastering our our previous records. Um, he is a, was a great producer in the sense that he didn't take anything too seriously and was very broad in his um, tastes. And whilst we considered him a producer, he was sort of just became a band member for this process of, of recording. We went into ABC Studios and we'd been rehearsing down at Bakehouse um, in Richmond for a few months, writing the songs, some of which had come from literal improvisations on stage that we'd recorded and gone back through and picked parts from. Um, in this case, I think we wrote Meep in the um, in the rehearsal room, brought it into the studio, and I guess it sort of, again, is where we started to branch out into, into slightly different styles of music from the original dub orientation. Um, there was still always uh, a, a notion of groove um, and of using effects in particular ways whenever they were performed live. But uh, this is a great track, Meep. Uh, it's got vinyl scratching on it. It has, if you can guess what the instrument is in the middle, middle of the song, and here is Meep. Thank you. 
there again uh just this is kelly ryle from the band high pass filter talking through the reissue album nice coordinated outfit on la supper records uh coming to you on community radio 3cr uh, on and this one is introduced by with dr gonzo the next track uh i'd like to introduce um is called the no lines bod bods mix our first record audio forensics came out around about 1997 and we were touring it quite a lot after that and not really getting time in the studio to write new music and we decided we would put together a um, a compilation of remixes and so we sent out to a bunch of electronic musicians that we'd been performing with up the east coast of Australia and gave them carte blanche basically to... um, to remix any song in any way they wanted. It didn't have to sound like the original track, but it was, uh, but you know, obviously needed to contain elements from. This one is by a guy called James Boddington, um, who was a mate of our drummer Larry. And it's from a track called No Lines, which appeared on Audio Forensic. It was the last track on Audio Forensic. And it basically contains vocals from Ben Green. Um, singing, I think, mostly about the touring and looking out at the white lines passing you uh, as you drive up the highway between Melbourne and Sydney. And it's an amazing remix of the track and it contains uh, elements, obviously, but he's also added in um, a bunch of other sort of synths and pads and beats in there. Um, So, yeah, this is No Lines, the Bods Mix.
track I would like to introduce today is called DRM32, also off our very first record, Audio Forensic. This was sort of created in the studio. We were um, lucky enough to have a space on Moore Street, just near Smith Street. It was an old printing shop that um, used to print zines from around Melbourne. It used to print the form guide for the Punters Club used to print various different posters for bands and was sort of like a hub of, uh, I guess, uh, offset printing for the the music scene in Melbourne or at least on the north side of Melbourne. They moved out and um, our singer moved in as his place of residence and where we would rehearse and it was underground um, so we could perform and rehearse as loud as we liked. We bumped all of the gear in there to record audio forensics with um, amazing engineer Jeremy Smith and Paul Scott, our live engineer. And this track came about, uh, most of the other tracks we performed and wrote for the album were based around our, you know, our sort of live lineup of bass, drums, guitar, trombone, synths and samples. Whereas this was, someone had an old drum machine lying around called the DRM32 and uh, Anthony Payne, our bass player, was sort of playing around with it and um, using the uh, the tape delay that we had. He also had a musical saw. Brian May, our um, sort of sampler and um, synthesis, also played the tabla drums, and you'll hear that on this track as well. So it was quite a mix, and it's very short, uh, and I don't think when we recorded it we necessarily thought that it would go on the record, but it ended up being quite a, an unusual track for us, and and it stood out and it, it couldn't not be on our first record so here, here is DRM 32 
Okay, the next track I would like to introduce uh, is called Soaked. Um, this track developed over quite some time through live shows. It's one of the longer tracks on um, Audio Forensic, again, the first record. I, I think this song, whilst ESN that we listened to earlier sort of typifies our uh, our dub credentials in some way. This is was our sort of heading off into long form sort of improvised uh, soundscape rock and roll, I guess, for want of a better term. We just ever so, it was all about building atmospheres and again, using um, our live engineer to sort of create live effects. We really liked to explore. This song sometimes would be seven minutes long, sometimes would be 15 minutes long. We always found it very difficult to end this song because it kind of has an endless quality to the bass line that, that plays throughout. And it's a good mix of the dynamic range that we used to love to play with from super quiet to super loud and and always sort of building tension throughout. It has an amazing uh, bass line and drum line and there's a sample... We used to call this song "Drip" when we played it live because there's a um, the sound of a, a of a reverberant drip throughout. Um, hence the name "Soaked." Um, it was uh, always a, a, a one of our favourite songs to play live because we could really. It was a good warm up for us, I guess, for shows. Even though we would play it later in a set, it was always the, something that we could sort of feel comfortable in and stretch out in and. Uh, the the relative lines that we all played were quite simple, but uh, across the seven or eight minutes of the track um, would really be able to sort of play with dynamic range. Um, so yes, this is Soaked.
Hi, I'm Kelly Ryle, and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By, where the artist introduces tracks from their album here on 3CR. Uh, next track I would like to introduce uh, is an interesting remix from uh, a musician who performed a lot of electronic shows through the through the 90s. Um, this particular was done under his pseudonym um, Mutante Frequente, um, or Julian Culpin, as his name is. Um, and again, when we put out the tracks to be remixed, we really wanted them to come up with their own version, and we weren't really... Uh, didn't really prescribe what we wanted to hear back. It wasn't about sort of uh, a track with extra beats underneath it. It was could be cut up and and resampled as much as possible. And this is a classic example because it contains three of our, three of our tracks that were all quite different sounding. Um, Skint, which was our first single, uh, again that was the A side of our first ever vinyl single. Um, Soaked the track that you've just heard previously, and Audio Forensic, which was the um, the title track from our first record, um, uh, which again was uh, probably one of our more um, formed songs as such. And he, uh, I, I wrote to him recently when the um, we knew this was being put out, and I asked because I've always wondered how he managed to make the sounds on it. And he said he just the only instruments he had were two MPC samplers. And he would play them off each other um, in sync and out of sync. And he literally had just cut up our samples to these little bites of sound and uh, reconfigured them into this crazy track, which um, the Confused Machines mix, which I, th- I think is one of my favorite of the remixes off the record. Um, very different to how we sounded live, but a, a, a true sort of um, creative gesture to the remixing of our songs and our, our tracks. Um, so, yes, yeah, this is the Skint Soaked Audio Forensic Confused Machines mix. Thank <laughs> you. 
This is Kelly Ryle from the band High Pass Filter introducing the songs from Nice Coordinated Outfit on Community Station 3CR on, and this one is introduced by. Um, this next track is called Waste Man, and again it was a track that was uh, named by our random name generator. It was on, from the record Soft Adventure, which we recorded at ABC Studios with Frank Tataz. It was sort of probably the most formed of our tracks um, and it sort of showed a lot of our different influences and the influences of music that were around at the time. I think we recorded it around 2003, 2004. Uh, you know, electronic music was really had really hit its stride. There were elements of sort of breakbeat in there. Um, we were also massive fans of Ennio Morricone and uh, sort of the operatic scale of the music that he would write for film. Um this track contains uh, sort of a, a male choir, uh, an opera singer, uh, a pianist, a classical piano player, a and the rest of us. And it really was not something that we ever really performed live because it was a real studio track. Uh, and it, it was our sort of single from Soft Adventure and uh, headlined the record. Um, and I've always had a soft spot for its sort of studio qualities it's, it's sort of we, we always believed that songs some songs were, were perfect sort of fodder to be manipulated in the studio and some songs were perfect fodder to be nip- manipulated live this was definitely fell into the studio camp um so yes this is waste man from soft adventure
next track uh, I would like to introduce is Deep Water. Um, this is probably one of the only tracks that actually has a proper history and story. Um, we were touring into Brisbane and um, we would drive all the way from Melbourne to Brisbane in a tour van um, and we would swap driving. Um, I was the one driving and we were uh, trying to overtake a truck on a hill and I jammed the gears and we had to pull over and the whole van was broken down. We were sort of maybe six hours out of Brisbane um, and the town in front of us was called Deepwater. And we had this amazing experience where the local NRMA turned up, um, who was a young mid-twenties guy who was running his father's business. He'd just come back from traveling around the world um, with a guitar on his back. Um, He took us in and we realized we were going to have to stay in deep water overnight. And so he put us up in his house. Uh, He cooked us all dinner. Um, And... uh, the next day, two of us had to drive to Brisbane to um, to get a, re- a replacement van to drive back because it was going to take uh, a few weeks to get the parts for uh, to replace the gearbox in the van. And so we literally spent two days in deep water on our way to Brisbane. Um, uh, luckily, we w- didn't miss any shows, but um, but yeah, we were in this amazing place with this amazing guy. And he really took us under his wing and we basically had to dedicate a song to him. And I mean, what a great town name is Deepwater and also a great name for a song. It's another one of our long tracks, uh, similar to Soaked, in that it was something that we loved to play. We could be immersed in the music uh, as we were playing it. Um, It had a... Uh, again, sort of uh, a, a very large dynamic range throughout the track whenever we would play it live. Sometimes it would be seven minutes long. Again, sometimes it could be 15 minutes long, depending on, on the place or the mood that we were in. Um, but hopefully it, it keeps some of the, uh, the, the, the generative story of our, of our sort of uh, semi-failed trip to Brisbane to play gigs um, and certainly uh, earned its title of Deep Water.
So the last track uh, I'd like to introduce today um, was some of the material that came from our archives that never made it onto records, and we just named it Extrapolate 2. So this is the last track on Nice Coordinated Outfit. Um, it was recorded live at Bar Open um, by uh, the SBS Mobile Studio for a show um, called SBS Radio Arts. We, at this time, performed um, a residency there, I think it was on Sunday nights for a couple of months, actually. We would perform there on Sunday nights, and it really gave us uh, a good reason to stretch out and to sort of create these long long-form improvisations so once we'd sort of become tired of touring and um and you know doing the run up and down the east coast we sort of just really like to luxuriate in these long gigs so we would play two sets uh hour and a half each and just um sort of uh basically find our way into into new tracks sometimes we would have rehearsed small elements of these tracks sometimes they were literally just on the spot um and this is one of those we um brian may had left our band at this point and um the other we had a, a guy called steve law uh came in and was performed the electronic elements uh on synth and effects it was engineered by uh another engineer called martin sharkey who used to do a lot of our touring engineering towards the end live engineering um and yeah, I can't really speak to its 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 subject matter as in it was just an on the spot improvisation, and sort of a classic, uh, I guess, um, had all the classic qualities of a high pass filter track, uh, long, ponderous, and uh, with a sort of um, hopefully an immersive sort of oral quality to it. So this is extrapolate to the last track of nice coordinated outfit. Steve on the drums there, stage right. He's out from Europe just for a week, so uh, we won't see him again for a while.
Hi, I'm Kelly Ryle, and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By, where the artists introduce tracks from their album here on 3CR. Thank you for listening to Nice Coordinated Outfit, and thank you very much to Kurt Paradise from La Supper Records for um, putting this together. Um, we never thought that we would have a vinyl release um, 20 years or more after we um, began the band, and it was a real pleasure to work with him and to sort of rediscover some of these tracks. And I, I very much hope that we will be able to perform live again within the next few months to sort of um, help promote the album. Nice coordinated outfit out on La Supper Records via Bandcamp um, and all good vinyl shops um, for the, the, the exclusive double vinyl record. Nice coordinated outfit. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr Gonzo and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. I'm Kelly Ryle. Please support Community Radio 3CR, get involved and find out more on their website at 3cr.org.au.